0: You can also gain access to our found footage show, the Weird Tape series, and even our Patreon-exclusive, fully produced audio series, Devil's Clay. So, with all that said, I will leave you to the darkness.
2: fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com let's get this dinner party started
3: mother's day is around the corner find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from blue nile from timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones blue nile has something she'll adore need it fast most items can ship overnight
1: I've lived next to the ocean most of my life, even crossed it a time or two when I went off to Italy for school, but I've never traveled upon it. It was all at once threatening and familiar, the ultimate distillation of dream, pure liquescence. Nothing stable, nothing holding its shape independent of its container, and just beneath the mercurial ebb and flow likely glided monsters. The open sea was too inviting a place for my imagination, too much space to impose my fears. I fantasized giants poised in the deep, bodies like eons stretching in all directions. As they broke the surface, their initial shapes appeared vague, amorphous. But the higher they rose from the limitless drink, a terrible organization of arms and legs, Heads, hands, began to overtake their initial ambiguity, creating fully articulated horrors. Satans and Beelzebubs of the deep dark ocean, lifting endless bodies from bottomless trenches. (laughs) Thank God I finally had my meds. Apparently, our hastened departure from Three Mile Harbor caught the powers that be off guard. As we were informed, by phone no less, that we needed to stay out on the deck until they were ready for us. <sighs> the constant secrecy, lack of any real meaningful direction, the danger it put us in, was really starting to piss me off. Naturally, I could have probed the sleepscape a bit, see if anything was amiss, <laughs> though I assumed that sort of thing was out of bounds. Nothing, however, could keep me from noticing, feeling the new Victorians who were aboard, their signature sleep a refulgence of poisonous dreams. Also, it seemed Shane was higher up in the ladder than we were, or had already been debriefed, as he apparently had free roam of the place, heading below decks a few minutes into his harmonica performance, (laughs) a fact that clearly stuck in my brother's craw.
0: So we have to stay put, but the cowboy goes wherever he wants, huh?
1: That Harvard versus Yale thing again?
0: Something like that, I guess. Speak of the devil. I'll put it on speaker. They're ready for you now. Head below decks. Room 18. Sure thing. Be there in three shakes.
1: Another day, another clandestine meeting. Into the belly of the beast we went. Its interior was narrow, with pipes and valves aplenty. The occasional light fixture recessed into a wall or ceiling, all of it brought together with a ubiquitous gray gloom of unpainted metal walls. Occasionally there was a hint of dullest red, a shade of necessity to offset one pipe or fixture from another, perhaps.
0: I think I preferred the abandoned hotel. This place has all the cheer of a floating metal funeral.
1: Yeah, I'm definitely not enjoying the ambiance. New Vic might have been a haven for nightmares, but at least it had decent clearance. Cabin 18, as it turned out, was a large dining hall. The lighting was a little dramatic for my tastes, but at least I felt I could stand straight up without bumping my head on some pipe or another. And the smell of fresh brewed coffee was a plus.
4: Greetings, Rosemary.
1: That voice was a breath of fresh air, even if it did harken back to my days in the sleep lab. <laughs> Dr. Voided! now this is a surprise. Isaiah, this is Dr. Yuri Voivod. He's an expert in cryptopsychism, among other things. We worked pretty closely together while I was catching at the sleep lab.
4: It is a great pleasure to meet Rosemary's brother. May I be so bold as to ask you if you share her... unique
0: aptitudes? Actually, I've uh, come to appreciate straightforwardness, especially since I joined the REC agency. And yes, I have my own aptitudes, but nothing like my sister's. Still, they must have told you that already, yeah? Only that you were
4: Rosemary's brother, and that you had a particular gift for dealing with exopsychopathy. You see, due to my history with Rosemary, I was asked to debrief the both of you as to our current situation,
0: as well as your specific duties. I guess, uh, everyone else must be busy swabbing poop decks and shivering timbers, or whatever. Something like that, perhaps. I must admit, though,
4: you are very much different than I imagined. More
0: casual than Rosemary. What can I say? I, um, excel at relaxing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> You'll have to excuse my brother. He's a Harvard man. Or was it Yale?
0: I see.
4: Well, you should both know that we have a large cargo of psychotypes acquired from all around the United States. As you can imagine, containment protocols are quite exacting and stringent. But I'll leave those details to the security people. Most pressing is that should those protocols fail, and the transient manifestation of psycho-incarnative energy escape, you two, in conjunction with the aforementioned security forces, must bring the situation back under control. Secondarily, you will be relied upon to contribute your considerable knowledge of certain psychotypes to the various goals of the project.
1: How many and what kind of PTs are we transporting, Doctor?
4: Three hypnopaths, three exopaths, seven neopaths, and about twenty sufferers of psychokinesia, or white wigs, as they're most commonly known. Who are the, um, exos? There is Claude Smything, better known by the name Godhead. There is Ursula Hawthorne, the Great Grandam, and lastly, the Cellar King angus pills mr pills's unique exopsychosis requires that he'll remain within the lowest chamber of the ship and he is the only one of the psychotypes required to be held outside of maynard's puzzle box the device wherein
0: the other pts are reposed which one of them was taken in by the cowboy this shane fella we've seen here and there I believe he proved
4: instrumental to the apprehension of the Cellar King, who, in recent days, has become quite discouraged, killing his way across the country, one basement at a time.
1: Are there any more standouts?
4: I am not sure if you've heard of some of the more current developments in the study of Hypnopathy, but we have a subject on board who has proven quite unique. You see, he is what we've been calling a deep sleeper. This one departed New Victoria and walked all the way to West Virginia, secreting himself into the earth, falling into a deep, unwakeable sleep. But unlike the typical hypnopath, he generated and maintained a city-wide phantasm, a vast, concentrated, and fully externalized dream construct. I have been studying the creature ever since I was brought onto the project, just over a month ago.
1: Huh, that's definitely a new one to me. Do you suspect more of them are out there?
4: Absolutely. This is a clear escalation by the Vakeless. Their war upon waking has moved into a new phase. Regrettably, there is a paucity of available resources to deal with the matter. Which is why this project concerning the DIM is vital. While I do not currently believe the Wakeless responsible for it, I do believe they stand to benefit from its effects. The progressive weakening of universal solidity. The richest soil for the growing of nightmares.
0: Jesus, I was beginning to miss the days when I received my instructions on the down-low and through the briefest of exchanges. Doing shit above board, or as above board as it gets with the esoterium, was getting more than a little bit tedious. If it wasn't an hour-long discussion concerning one of the, um, crypto-sciences, it was poor planning and poor execution. It all lacked the elegance of my former life. When I was alone to do my business my way, a long span of autonomy, only occasionally broken by the blather of secretive handlers, I was out in the open now, exposed, this Shane asshole all up in my business, casually calling me by my moniker, a tag I work hard to infuse with the required menace. Now I was working glorified guard duty. (laughs) I could see my new title now. The Rent-A-Cop. I wasn't sure if my anger was about my new lot in life, overcompensating maybe for social anxiety, or if I was genuinely prideful about what I'd become. All the shit I'd done. Either way, I was courting a serious tick storm. My eyes were already twitching, my back arching almost involuntarily as I tried to maintain a steady gait. And every doorknob was just begging to be touched. The next stop on our tour of obligations was the security wing of the boat, where the super nut jobs were being held. I wasn't completely in the know, but I'd heard something of Maynard's puzzle boxes. They were some sort of machine used to restrain exos. A while back, I'd overheard a couple of guys who worked recovery for picking up my marks. They said they were packing another one off to go play head games in the puzzle box can't say it sounded too appealing, but what did I know? I wasn't on that side of dealing with Exos. Whenever I left one standing, that is. After a few wrong turns, Romy and I finally found our way to the cargo hold of the ship, which was fairly hard to miss, given that it was outlined in armed guards. That and a great big machine that loomed above their heads, its finished chrome surface, and Trains of blinking LEDs contrasting sharply with the dull industrial innards of the cavernous room. Coming out from behind the line of guards, all of whom had weapons at the ready, safeties off, was a fairly nondescript man, dressed in a similar outfit as the guards, but with more badges and nifty insignias. Agent Stroud, I presume?
1: You presume correctly. You must be the ship's chief of security.
0: Correct. Jeremy Duluth. I'll make this as brief and painless as I can. The machine behind me is the only thing keeping the psychotypes at bay, so it needs to be protected at all costs, see? If, for whatever reason it should fail, we, and by we I mean used to, Mr. Shane and us, have to deal with a fallout. Now, uh, I don't expect that to happen, as the box... Maynard's puzzle box to the, um, uninitiated, generally keeps things all neat and tidy-like. I've also been aware that both of you have, um, uh, gifts, I guess, that would greatly assist in the, um, correction of a failure, so you still have the rooms on either side of the containment chamber. I sent paperwork with all the nitties and gritties to your respective rooms, so you can get all caught up to speed on protocols and whatnot. Aside from that... We got one fella who don't belong up here, as he's got a knack for slipping the algorithm of the box. He's the, um, the cellar King. You see, Mr. Cellar King has himself a neat little disappearing act. Goes to sleep and disappears. So, we had to have a special cell made all special-like for him. You'll find all the details in the paperwork I sent to your rooms. And with that, ladies and James, we're done. Any questions? Yeah, uh, how many others are on the boat with us? Security team of 20 men, general crew of 30, which includes deck and engine personnel, a science complement of three, one captain, used to, and Mr. Shane.
1: How exactly does a puzzle box work?
0: Better to ask Mr. Bradley Norton, our systems engineer. He uh, takes care of the box and all that jazz. But, in layman's terms... It forces the prisoner's brain into some kind of problem-solving mode. Then it poses all these, um, riddles and whatnot, forcing it to stay lost in a sort of maze of questions, I guess you could say. That way, the detainee's too busy to do anything other than try to solve unsolvable puzzles. But that's about the best you're gonna get out of me.
1: Sounds like some kind of anti-decoherence device. I remember a prototype being sent through our lab on its way to Nothman Hills, just west of Victoria's Bay. They used our engineering building to adjust a few things that were damaged during transport. As I recall, once the thing arrived wherever in Nothman Hills it was headed, the entire research team came down with sleep plague.
0: Victoria's Bay? Sheesh, that's in goddamn new Victoria!
1: Yeah, I worked there for quite some time. Me and my brother are both from there.
0: Well, shit. (laughs) Then there ain't no one in the puzzle box that should scare the two of you. Christ, I heard is some of the craziest shit imaginable goes on in New Vic.
1: <laughs> well, whatever you heard was wrong, then. The shit that goes on there is unimaginable.
0: After we finished up with Duluth, we grabbed the info packets from our rooms, or as I like to call them, claustrophobic tombs, and made our way to the galley for some quiet reading and coffee. Place was empty, carved from the same gloomy aesthetic as the rest of the tub. But it was big enough and had all the amenities.
1: Are you familiar with this cellar, King? I've never heard of him, but he must be something special to warrant all this extra effort. Hell, security details on his containment unit are over a page long.
0: Yeah, he made a pretty big impact out west. Couple of high-profile killings. Then he went quiet, stopped leaving notes behind. But people kept dropping in the same way. Someone coming up from the basement, all members of the house murdered, staging the bodies. He'd cobble together some kind of um, throne or crown in the cellar, lay his victims around it. He made it seem like they were worshiping it, him by proxy. I also caught a rumor that before he started killing people, he was the subject of some kind of big exo study back in the wasting days.
1: So, his exopsychosis had something to do with letting him come and go from cellars?
0: Something like that, I guess. Never received a profile on the guy. But I'd gather it was more than that. Always is with those guys.
1: Anyway, the rest of the stuff Yuri told us about is starting to jive with what I saw during the Magic Lantern show how another Great Darkness might happen. He said the Dim was a collective weakening of universal solidity, that even the Wakeless were benefiting from it. Maybe the Wakeless are one of the kings and queens of below.
0: So the process that causes it might not be a master-minded effort, but an effect that just happens to help horrible things roam free and run amuck? A rising tide raises all boats sort of situation?
1: It's certainly possible, but I'm still putting all of this together. Like you keep saying, those in charge probably already know.
0: Still, they may not know we have a sense of what's going on, which definitely works in our favor. But the Dead King, this uh, Isaiah character, doesn't seem like some accidental passenger to all of this.
1: No, he's the part I can't figure out. Maybe the part they can't figure out either
0: gonna be hard to get a better beat on that, cooped up with all these prying eyes in the middle of friggin' nowhere.
1: Oh, don't you worry about that. I got it covered.
5: September 14th, 2 in the AM, Personal Journal. I have been strangely received of a letter from Team Twenty Seven's new benefactors, the Agents Stroud. At approximately one fifteen in the A.M., I suddenly came awake, the overwhelming taste of sugar filling my mouth, so much so as to almost cause me to retch. Wonder and fear quickly changed places as I heard strange sounds emanating from beneath my bed, like an old rickety door sliding open, and then the twinkling of tiny bells. I must admit, and with no small amount of shame, it took me some time before I summoned the sufficient bravery to investigate the matter. Having finally mastered my fears, I cast my eyes beneath the bed, and found only a letter addressed to me. It read, Dear Dr Bowley, First, let me thank you for your diligence, bravery, and your valued assistance. Your information concerning our work at Merrow's, and then later at Blackledge, proved invaluable and you must have, no doubt, received word that we have indeed selected you for our personal discovery team. However, what I ask of you now is not an official request, but rather a personal one. Throughout our recent assignments, we have discovered much more than we bargained for and have reason to believe that what we know should not be conducted through official channels. I would prefer to supply you only with the most basic details concerning all of this, so as to grant you as much plausible deniability as can be managed. It is in that spirit that I humbly request that you research the subject of Esiah, a foreign Mithra, also called the Golden-Faced Devil, who, as far as I can tell, was deformed and disgraced after or during the Great Tannin Fall. As per our own research, the being might have been slain by a creature resembling Cernotha, a Hecan deity largely derived from the earlier pagan deity, Cernunnos. The heckin seemed to me the best place to start. Naturally, you will want to verify this letter. On this count, I recommend you pass it along to your psychic, Maria Stapleton, to confirm its legitimacy. If you should elect to take this task on, please leave your findings beneath your bed. I will send someone to collect them. Yours. Agent Rosemary Stroud.
6: The Sleep-Wake Cycle is a Maltopia production. Today's episode was written by Mark Anzalone and performed by Kelly Bear and Mark Anzalone. The episode was edited by Walker Kornfeld, and sound production and editing was performed by Stephen Anzalone. Be sure to check us out at www.maltopia.com and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Maltopia. That's M-A-E-L-T-O-P-I-A. If you want unique art and animations of Maltopia's stories, visit our YouTube page or click on the link in the show notes. If you're a fan and want to help the show grow, be sure to rate and review us on iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform. And for more exclusive content such as additional lore, stories, and art, be sure to check out our Patreon at
2: Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.
6: Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.
5: When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer.